Good morning, Saints of Zion. On behalf of Dr. Joshua Jordera, Lady Elizabeth, and the Zion Hill Church family, we welcome you to our Sunday morning Christmas program. We greet you in the name of my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Let us talk to God. Father, we thank you in this awesome, awesome day, Lord God. We place the blood of Jesus over every individual who is listening within the sound of our voice. Please continue to cover us with the blood of Jesus, Lord God. Continue to keep your hedge of protection around us and your hand of grace and mercy upon us. We thank you for giving us this day our daily bread and for giving us of our debt as we forgive those who are indebted to us. And lead us not, Lord God, into temptation, but deliver us from our hurt, harm, evil, and danger. Lord, we know that 2020 has been such a different year, but we take comfort. We take care in knowing, Lord God, that your word will remain the same and has always been the same. In the name of Jesus, we give you praise, we give you honor, we give you glory. As a man of God comes forth, Lord God, to speak into our hearts, minds, bodies, souls, and spirit, may we receive him in the spirit in which he has given it, Lord God. So we thank you, Lord. We lift him up right now, Lord God, as he delivered this word of bread. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Merry Christmas, everybody! We want you to join us in celebrating the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords on this Christmas day. So feel free to do that by lifting your hands, opening up your mouth, and just dancing with us as we worship Him. Come on and help us sing it. We lift our hands. Give you the praise. We call you Emmanuel. 
Jesus Christ. Merry, Merry Christmas to all of you. You know I love Christmas. There's something about this season that just gets me excited. It takes a lot to get me excited, but Christmas is definitely one of those things. You see a lot going on. There's all kinds of festivity in the community. People are hanging out, lights. As I'm talking to you right now in the lobby of our church, believe it or not, there's a 10-foot-tall Christmas tree with all the decorations 
I'm still looking for some gift under the tree. <laughs> but you know, it's such a joy for people to rejoice and have a good time and exchange gift and people just smiling. It's a season of joy. But let me encourage you as we all celebrate Christmas, please be sure that you don't miss Jesus in this season. It is so easy to get caught in all the theatrics and miss out on the real reason for this season. Let me encourage you with a word of God. Uh, talk with me. I have my, my phone with me here. Talk with me to the book of St. Luke, chapter 2. And let's look at verse 7. I just want to give you a picture of how easy it is for us to miss the real reason for Christmas, even in the midst of all the dramas that's going on. Luke chapter 2 verse 7 says, And she brought forth her firstborn child and wrapped him in her swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. I'm sure you, you wonder, so what's the big deal about that scripture? There's a lot of revelation in that. Just to make sure you remember what's going on, uh, there was a gentleman by the name Caesar Augustus, and he's the emperor at Rome. Rome at this time, is over the nation of Israel. So Israel is really just a small country under the ruling of the Roman government. And Caesar Augustus made a decree, like what we call laws, basically saying everybody must go to the parish of their birth and register for censors and to pay taxes. You know how that goes. The government, they don't play when it comes to taxes. <laughs> and bless God, in Israel, the governor who is supposed to carry out this order, his name is Serenius. So he issued the decree, and everybody know what to do. Wherever you are in the whole nation, you return back to your parish. Say, for example... If, if I'm registered to vote here in Louisiana, but I'm in New York, come time for election, guess what I have to do? I have to come back to this good old Louisiana to cast my vote. The same thing. The Bible is not really complicated. So everybody got ready to go to their parish of birth so they can register and register to pay taxes, and register for censors. Well, Mary, the mother of Jesus, and Joseph, her husband, they have to comply with the rules. That's just the way it is. So they were living in Nazareth, which is in the parish of Galilee. So they have to travel to the place of their birth which is Bethlehem in Judea, all right? So they made the trip. Now, it just happened while they were making that trip, Mary was expecting. She was pregnant. Well, the government don't care if you're pregnant, if you are heavy or thin. <laughs> the law is just the law. You have to show up where you were born and register and make sure you pay taxes. So they made the trip. There's a lot we can talk about there because you can say at least that Mary and Joseph, they were law-abiding citizens. You'll be amazed how many people don't obey the law. But that's another subject for another day. <laughs> Today is Christmas morning. We're going to be nice and be cute and be cordial to everybody. So ladies and gentlemen, they went... Then it was time for Mary to give birth to her newborn child. 
Of course, you know that child is Jesus Christ. Now, here's what I want you to get out of that story. Will you believe Jesus, the Son of God, the creator of the whole universe, when they got to Bethlehem, they couldn't find a hotel room? Can you imagine creating the whole earth and you just need a little space to breathe? And even though you created the whole thing, there's no room for you? Let that sink in. See, that day, I want you to use your sanctified mind. They were having a great time in Bethlehem. I mean, business was booming. You know why? Because everybody's in town. Everybody's trying to obey the law of the land. So the hotels were full. You know, sometimes in LSU, uh, when there's game in town, all the hotels in Baton Rouge is full. It's happy time. Or if the New Orleans Saints are. Did I say New Orleans Saints? Oh, man. <laughs> but, but anyway, you get the point. When there's a game in town, all the hotels are full. The restaurants are. The economy is blasting. Everybody's having a good time. But there's one problem. They were so busy having fun, the owner of that hotel, they call it the inner keeper, when he saw them, he said, oh, I'm sorry, ma'am. Business is good. <laughs> we, we're doing good this weekend. I'm sorry. You should have made your reservation, and we don't have space. I will submit to you that if that inner keeper knew that the person is turning away is the son of God, the savior of the world, the creator of heaven and earth, I bet he will find room for him. But guess what? He missed the most important thing during that Christmas. I'm concerned today that you and I can get too caught up in our gifts, in our sharing, in our, in our festivity, that we forget that this is all about Jesus Christ. Can you imagine yourself being a, an owner of a hotel, and then you, you, your hotel is booked up, and all of a sudden they tell you the President of the United States need a room in your hotel. I bet you will find a room. <laughs> Even if it means that you will get out of your own room so that the president can stay there. I will submit to you, my friend, Jesus Christ is bigger than any president in the world. But because they did not recognize who he was, they missed the message of Christmas. They miss Christ in Christmas. And they had no room for him. Let me ask you, do you have room for Jesus Christ in your life? I love all the decorations all over town. I love it. In a few days, we're going to be doing fireworks. I mean, all kind. my neighborhood is all lighted up. I love every minute of it. But wouldn't it be sad, my friend, if we do all these things, but we miss the honoree of Christmas? Do you have room for Jesus in your life? Or is this all about gifts? Is this all about singing and eating and having merry? I pray that the Holy Spirit will minister to you this morning. That you will not miss the message of Christmas. Be sure and be very sure that Jesus Christ is in the midst of your celebration. Thank you for listening. God bless you.
about people missing Jesus Christ during Christmas. Whatever you do this season, be sure and be very sure that Jesus is central in what you're doing. Let me call your attention to the book of Matthew, chapter 2, verse number 3. I want to share with you the story of another person in the Bible who literally missed Jesus Christ at Christmas. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 2, verse 3, when Herod the king heard these things, he was troubled in all of Jerusalem with him. You know why I'm reading this to you? King Herod was one of those people who also missed Jesus Christ during Christmas. You know the story, the wise men came and they sought audience with him and you know how people come to town and they go to the tourist office or they go to the mayor's office to find out what's going down in the city. So the Bible is so relevant, it blows my mind. So the wise man came to King Herod and said, Sir, we are visitors, we are strangers here, but will you please tell us where is the king of the Jews? Herod says, say what? What did you say? They repeated their, their message. We are looking for the king of the Jews. Herod said, wait a minute. Am I missing something? You're looking at the king of the Jews. <laughs> I am the king of the Jews. The wise men said, no, we have seen the stars in the east, and we have come to worship him. Will you please tell us we are the king of the Jews? Notice the Bible I read to you, King Herod was very troubled in his heart. Not only was he troubled, he was troubled along with all of Jerusalem. The whole city missed Christ during Christmas. You know why they did that? Because you and I, we have the tendency to not want to have two kings in our lives. We would rather be our own king. We would rather be our own queen. We would rather be our own master. Many of us, we don't even mind if Jesus is just on the side. As long as he's not running our life, as long as he's not the, the Lord of our life, it's all right. Herod missed out on Christmas. Of what good if you're having 
parties, exchanging gifts. But the Lord of Christmas is not even recognized in your party. The Bible says Herod was so troubled to the point that he summoned all of the high priests. He summoned all of the scribes in Israel. By the way, don't let this big word throw you off. The high priest is symbolic of the religious community. You know, like the preachers. <laughs> he got all the preachers, all the dickies and dickinesses. Say, okay, you're supposed to know you, you've been this, to the seminary. You've been attending Sunday school since 1904. You should know your Bible. Then the Bible says he demanded. That's Matthew chapter 2, verse 3 and 4. He didn't try to ask them. He demanded, say, you better talk to me now. If not, somebody's head is going to roll. He said, I want to know. Where is it that the king of the Jews is supposed to be born? I heard there's another king beside me. Somebody better talk to me now. The amazing thing, my brother, my sister, is that those high priests and those scribes, the scribes are the, the church scholars. They write all the scriptures, you know. They knew exactly where Jesus was supposed to be born. They quoted to King Herod the book of Micah, chapter 5, verse number 2. That scripture says, Oh, Bethlehem, you are little, but out of you shall come a king that will rule my people. So they knew about the Savior. But you know what is so sad? That's exactly what is going on in our world today. Many of us, we've been going to church all of our life. We heard about Jesus. We knew who Jesus is. We know what it means to this world. But even though those people knew about Jesus, they never made the trip to Bethlehem. You know what I'm trying to suggest to you this morning? It's not enough for you to know the written word if the written word is not connected to the living word it's just another word and one of the sad things about Christmas is that many of us we've been in the church all of our life but we still don't have Jesus as our Lord and as our Savior I wish I can just get on my knees and beg you this morning that in all of your getting, get understanding. The Bible says, what shall it profit a man? What shall it profit a woman? Or anybody, boy or girl, black or white, Jews or Gentiles, if you gain the whole world, but you lose your soul. The message of Christmas Jesus must be at the center of it. Wouldn't it be sad for you to have a, a birthday party in this church for the pastor and the pastor is not invited? That would not even make sense. Let me encourage you this morning, invite Jesus into your home. Invite him into your family life. Invite Jesus into your marriage. Invite Jesus into your business. Invite Jesus into anything you're doing. It's okay to have fun. It's okay to have all the festival, all the decoration, all the lights. If you want a tree, get you a tree for God's sake. My wife got one of those trees. I tell you, she's been decorating. Don't tell her I told you. <laughs> she's been decorating that tree now for weeks. I say, my Lord, what a commitment. <laughs> it's okay 
to have a good time in the Lord. In fact, I wish Christians would have more good time because this Christianity is, is alive and well. It is not just a religion. So I encourage you to enjoy yourself. But please, don't leave Christ out of Christmas. You see, the reason why Herod was so mad is because he knew this Christmas going on, but he never knew there's another king. Now, you have a choice. You can either allow Jesus Christ to be the king of your life, or you can be your own king or be your own queen. But let me suggest to you, without God, you and I can do absolutely nothing. Let's welcome him into our life. Let's make him welcome in our home. Let's make him welcome in our churches. One brother put it this way. He said, as for me and my house, we're going to serve God. I hope that's your testimony today. God bless you. I'll see you soon.
we're having much fun around here. I'm still talking about this concern of mine that during this season of Christmas, we have to be sure, we have to make sure that we don't miss Christ. I want to call your attention to the book of St. Luke, chapter 2, verse number 44. Here you will see the story of another group of people that basically miss Christ. The Bible said they were supposing that Jesus had been in the company. And they went a whole day's journey and they sought him among the king folks and among the acquaintance only to discover he is missing. I just read the story of Mary and Joseph. It was Passover time in Israel, and they went with their little baby boy, Jesus Christ. Where after the Passover ceremony, it was time to go home. The Bible said they went a whole day. Then they discover Jesus is nowhere to be found. Jesus was missing. You see what I've been trying to say all morning? That we can be busy having church, having fun, having programs and events and activities, even festivals, while Jesus Christ is missing. Now, the Bible said they rushed back trying to look for Jesus Christ. And then it took them another three days before they could find him. And when they found him, you, I mean, you can just see the, the sweat, the frustration. I mean, they say, son, why will you do this to us? We've been looking for you three days. We thought you were lost. Jesus told them, I must be about my father's business. Let me ask you the question. It's Christmas time. Are you doing the father's business? Only you can answer that question. And if you notice where they found him, they found him at the church. Let me put it in plain English. They found him exactly where they left him. Many of us were wondering where God is. God is still in the same, that local church where mama raised you, where daddy raised you, where you belong, that you have now abandoned. You don't go to church no more. You don't read your Bible no more. You don't pray no more, and you're wondering where is God. I'll tell you where God is. God is exactly where you left him. I want to encourage you. I'm encouraging my own self right now, to be honest with you. Be careful that you don't miss Jesus. Can you imagine they were gone for a whole day? And then it took another three days before they could find him. Now, don't get me wrong. You might say, Pastor, I'm still a member of the church. I belong to El Segundo, Missionary, Baptist, <laughs> whatever. I'm part of the first Baptist or second Baptist or third Baptist, uh, 45 Baptist, <laughs> Missionary or whatever. I thank God for you. You see, there are two ways you can miss a person. You can miss relationship with them. Number two, you can miss fellowship with them. For Mary and Joseph, yeah, it's arguable. They still, they still have relationship with Jesus Christ. 
because Mary is still the mother of Jesus Christ. And Joseph is still the earthly father of Jesus Christ. So theologically, one can say, well, yes, they, they still have relationship. But the truth be told, there's no way you can get around this. They lost fellowship with him for a whole day. And then they lost fellowship with him for three more days trying to look for him. Let me ask you this question. How long have you, have you been out of fellowship with God? When was the last time you studied your Bible? When was the last time you took the time to pray? Your fellowship with God is just as important as your faith in him. I want to encourage you this Christmas morning. Whatever you do as part of this celebration, please do not leave out Jesus Christ. The real reason for this season is Jesus. If Jesus is not part of it, you are not having Christmas. You know it's so sad that most of us would rather have holiday break than to have true Christmas. Jesus Christ is the Lord of Christmas. And he loves you. He wants to, to hang out with you. He does not want to be missing in your life. And if we're not careful, we would have missed out on him and we will still be having church, we will still be having a program, but he is gone. He's not there. How you know that? I'm glad you asked. Remember a brother by the name Samson? The anointing upon his life was gone and he didn't know it. He thought he was still anointed. He thought he was still having all this muscle. So when the enemy come, it was easy for the enemy to whoop his behind. You can be involved in religion and be missing out in relationship with God. Let me call your attention to the church at Laodicea. Jesus said, I have this against you. On the outside, look like you're rich, but the truth be told, you are empty. Jesus said, behold, I'm standing not inside the door, but outside the door, knocking, hoping that you will let me in. And I hope that that will be something that you and I will take seriously this Christmas. Be sure that Jesus Christ is inside your heart, not outside your life. The good news is that he is standing at the door of your heart right now and knocking, waiting for you to let him in. This is a good day to say, Lord Jesus Christ, come into my heart. I want you to be my savior. I want you to be my Lord. And he said, if you will open the door and let him in, he will definitely come and serve with you. That's my prayer for you this morning. God bless you. I'll see you shortly.
supreme being of the universe. Hey. We crown you, Jesus. Hey, and we exalt. We exalt of decided today I'm not going to be preaching the traditional way. I'm just going to tell you the story of the word of God and narrate and share with you the importance of having Jesus Christ in your Christmas. If you are paying attention, I told you how the inner keeper, the owner of the hotel in Bethlehem, missed the essence of Christmas. He did not even recognize that he is looking at the creator of heaven and earth. I share with you how King Herod missed out on Christmas because he was too consumed of not allowing any competition. He wants to be his own God. He wants to be his own master. I share with you how the religious leaders of that day, they knew of the prophecy, that prophecy by prophet Micah was giving 
to Israel 700 years before. They had plenty of time. They knew where Bethlehem was. They knew Jesus is coming, but they never made the trip. And I share with you even how Mary, the mother of Jesus, her husband, Joseph, they were so consumed. Notice when they, they lost their own son in the midst of the crowd, they were in the middle of a celebration, just like the one you're having this morning. The message is simple. Don't, don't miss Christmas by not inviting the Lord of Christmas into your celebration. I pray that something has been said or done in our prayers, in our singing, in our sharing to increase your faith. But maybe you're listening this morning, you said, yes, Pastor, I got it. I thank God for the gifts. I thank God for the food. I thank God for the Christmas tree, for the lights. But I want Jesus to come into my life. You know one thing that I love about the story of Christmas? Everybody that finally got it, they presented him a gift. The shepherd came, they worship. The angels came, they worship. The wise men came, they worship. I mean, everybody that really get it, not only do they worship God, they give him something. The wise men, every one of them, presented a gift to baby Jesus. I believe with all my heart, that the best gift you can give to Jesus right now is your heart. See, in the natural, it's not there in your, in your house. So you can't say, well, let me write him a check or let me give him a big box. He's at the right hand of the Father watching you and me this morning. But one precious gift that he will appreciate that he longed for is that you give your heart to him. That you give your life to him. You know what? I made that decision one day. Yes, I was born and raised in the church. All my life I was in the church. But you can be in the church and don't know Jesus. For a long time, that was my story. Ain't no shame in my game. I was having church, all right. In fact, I was the musician. I know exactly what to play to make everybody shake their booty. I know exactly what to play to shut down the preaching. I was a good church boy. But one thing was missing. Our relationship with Jesus Christ. The best decision I ever made in my life is when I invited Jesus Christ into my heart. And my life has never been the same again. Will you consider that for yourself today? In fact, if I were you, I would invite my entire family. Before you eat today, why not gather as a family and pray to Jesus Christ? Not so much just bless the food, all those sanitized prayer. But have you ever come together as a family and hold hands together? Say, we're just going to pray. We want to thank God for our family. Have you considered so many people that has died this year? We're not better than them. The only reason we are still here is the grace of God. God is giving you and me another chance to look up to heaven and say, Lord, I thank you. Thank you 
for my life. Thank you for my family. Thank you for my home. And maybe you're watching us this morning and you say, Pastor, away, it's too late. I lost my, my mother. I lost my father. During this COVID-19 or whatever mess is going on out there. But you know what? God wants to comfort you. God wants to strengthen you. And the person can do that. It's not the preacher. It's not religion. His name is Jesus Christ. Please, make him your savior. Make him your Lord. And your life will never be the same again. Thank you for watching us this, this morning. We love you. And we thank you for celebrating with us. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to you and your family. In Jesus' name, amen.